Well, you heard it in the children's message, and you, you heard it in the gospel reading. Forgiveness. You see, forgiveness is a tricky thing. Forgiveness is a tricky thing because it's not something you can hold on to. It's not a tactile thing. You can't see it. You can't hold on to it. You can't touch it. And so forgiveness is it's kind of odd to think about, really. Because outside of a church setting, you don't hear forgiveness very much. You don't hear the words forgiveness or I forgive you or anything like that. What you generally hear is something along the lines of penance. You can earn my good graces back. You can earn my trust again. What are you going to do since this trust between us was broken? What are you going to do to be able to be in a relationship again? We see it with celebrities. They could be high on a pedestal at one point in time. Something goes on within their personal life and it breaks their trust with the culture around them and all of a sudden they're as low as can be until they start doing well again or say something good again or earn things back. And then all of a sudden, maybe they're seen in a good light once more. So forgiveness is an odd thing. Yet we're commanded to do it. As beautiful as the words forgiveness are, and as beautiful as we love to hear God's forgiveness for us and all that he has done for us in Jesus, did you hear in the gospel reading? It was a command. It was a law. You must do. You must forgive. That's not grace. That's a command. So again, forgiveness is kind of a, a tricky thing. It's a hard thing to wrap our heads around sometimes. Because we could hear the words forgiveness, but do you really trust that it happened? Is it really true? Did the person you hurt actually forgive you? There's nothing, there's no signed contract, there's no thing to hold on to to say, now I fully trust that that person has forgiven me. Kind of have to have a little faith. Take them at their word. So the disciples... And more specifically in this gospel reading, the apostles. See, Luke does that when he writes. Especially in this section as he writes, he generally speaks to the Pharisees and then the wider group of disciples that were following him around at this point, the 70 or 72 that had come back. And then he turns and he speaks to the apostles, the 12. And he gets really intimate with them. Because he's speaking to the disciples and he talks about somebody bringing temptation into a setting and it's better for a millstone to be hung around their neck and for them to drown in the sea, which that's very tactile, by the way. That's something you can wrap your head around. And that's not a place that we would want to be, right? <clears throat> and then he speaks to the disciples, the wider group. And he tells them, if a brother comes against you and repents, well, first off, if they sin against you, rebuke them, call it out one-to-one, -one. individually. Go to them personally and say, hey, that hurt. You say it in love. You say it with God's word. You say it filled with God's grace, but you let them know that something has hurt. And if they say, I'm sorry, I repent. I don't know, I expect all of you to use the word repent. That's a big church word. It actually means to turn around. To do something different than what you were doing before. The root of that word means if I was going this way and I repent, I'm now going to be going that way. Okay? It's a 180. 
Not a full circle. That, that would be right back into the bad thing. A 180, half, you know, the other direction. To repent. And Jesus says, you must forgive. Now, it's easy for all of you, right? Super easy thing to do. No. It's hard. Because we don't want to sometimes. It's really nice to hold on to something against somebody else. It's really nice to have a little bit of control over and maybe bring it back a little bit later when something's not quite going the way you want it to go and you want to let them know again, hey, remember when you did that thing? That's not what we get to do. Jesus says you must forgive. And again, when all we hear around us is to earn things back, earn good graces back, earn trust back, earn all of those things back, that forgiveness is really, really hard. So it's not an easy thing to do. And the apostles, as Jesus brings this up, have the perfect response. Lord, increase our faith. Give us the strength to do that, God. How can we do that one time? Fine, but seven times in the same day, Jesus? That's asking a lot. But yet he says again, you must forgive. And we see how hard that is. And then he tells this little story afterwards, right? To the apostles again about a servant. How many of you who have somebody working in your home after they've worked all day in the fields would then come in and you say, you know what? I got dinner tonight. You sit down at the table. I'll take care of you. He says, no, that's not the way it works. If you're a servant and you have a servant, when they come in, you say, hey, thanks for taking care of things in the field, if you get the thanks out. Otherwise, it's, hey, dress, feed me dinner. After you have taken care of everything for me, then you can go take care of yourself. But the servant would just see his place as saying, all I've done is what was expected. All I've done was what you asked me to do. All I've done is what I was supposed to do not expecting anything from it. And then he turns it on him a little bit, and he says, so are you in the kingdom of God. So are you right there. When all is said and done, all you're going to do is look at God and say, all I did was what you asked your children to do. Nothing special, nothing big. Yet it's so hard for us to do. It's not easy to forgive. It's not easy to live that life of forgiveness. It's not easy to... Just hand that out so freely. Because when a debt is paid too, think of it this way. When, when we have sinned against somebody, we're generally not sinning against ourselves, right? We're either sinning against God in how he has created things, whether that's something where we hurt ourselves and that's something that's sinning against God because it's sinning against his creation, it's sinning against his order of things, or we're sinning against our neighbor, Okay? And either one of those things, if we sin against God, well, we're not going to be the ones to forgive ourselves. We fall before our God and say, God, please forgive. That's what we did at the beginning of the service in confession and absolution, right? I, a poor, miserable sinner, confessing to you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you in thought, word, and deed for things I've done and things I've left undone. And he says, I forgive you. I forgive you because of Jesus. And if we sin against our neighbor, we pray for their forgiveness, especially when we know we've hurt them. So why is it so hard when people come to us and ask for forgiveness? Why is it so hard to put those words out there? Well, it's hard because sometimes I don't know if we quite trust 
and have enough faith in the full forgiveness God has given us. You see, if, if we don't think the things that we've done before God are really all that bad, then the forgiveness that he gives really isn't all that needed. Yet if we see where our sin has separated us so far from God, made it to where we are an unholy people outside of faith, when we are an unholy people before baptism, when we are an unholy people when we sin against God, and then he says, I love you, I forgive you, Jesus died for you, lives for you, rose for you, and now hands you over free life and forgiveness. I forgive you. When we really trust in that, when we see that it's that forgiveness that shapes our life, when we see that the people that live around us aren't perfect either, just as we aren't perfect, and we know that things are going to come up in life where we get hurt, we see that God's forgiveness for us has shaped us to a point to where we can say, I forgive you. But see, we don't forgive people because of who we are. We forgive people because of who God has made us to be. Again, without God, that forgiveness is not something that's very natural. But being shaped by God, being shaped by His Word, hearing His love for us, hearing His reconciliation made for us, hearing the relationship being made whole again between us and Him because of Jesus, we are free from the guilt of the sin that we have done to separate us before God. Being able to stand tall again with shoulders up and head held high saying, I know who I am as a baptized child of God. I know who I am in Christ. And because of that, I forgive you. And I'm not going to hold it against you. Now, whether or not somebody trusts that word, that's not on you. All you know is that you have forgiven them in the same way that Christ has forgiven you. Because that's who the church is. A whole bunch of forgiven sinners. That's who we are. But that forgiveness is what can shape our words. That forgiveness is what can shape our relationships. And so when we hear in the Lord's Prayer later too, right? Forgive me as I forgive those who sin against me. Please don't hear that as forgive me like I forgive those who sin against me because I'd like you to think for a second where you all might be if it were like that. God's forgiveness is not conditional. God's forgiveness is not bound up in how you forgive others. God's prayer in that moment as Jesus teaches us is forgive others as I have been forgiven by God. Okay? When we see who we are as forgiven sinners and forgiven children of God and forgiveness to a point to where our life is completely different before God because of all he has done for us, that gives us that ability to forgive. But again, it's God working forgiveness through us. Because we don't forgive because of who we are, we forgive because of who God has made us to be. Okay? And trust in God's forgiveness. Now, I know you all manage your finances probably in a way better way than I have throughout my life, and none of you have ever had credit card debt. But when you have a debt of that sort, be it school or credit card or family loan or whatever it is, how good does that last payment feel? Feels really good, right? How many of you have then made another payment after that last payment has been made? Why would you do it? How many of you continue to pay the credit card company after the debt's paid off? Why? They don't give you interest back, which it should work that way, right? 
they charge you 11 to 20,000% interest and then you give an extra payment and they give it back to you at equal value? What? No. Anyway, so you don't pay the credit card company back anymore, right? God has forgiven you 100% fully and completely without conditions except for faith in Christ. And even that he gives to you as a free gift in baptism. Even that, he works and strengthens in your life through the Holy Spirit. So when we come to God with repentant hearts, and he says, I forgive you. It's not in part. It's not in sections. It's not in partiality. It's not saying, okay, I forgive you. Now go say these prayers, do these things, take care of those people, give this much money. That's not it at all. You are forgiven 100% wholly and completely because of what God has done through Jesus Christ. Now, there is one tactile, actually almost two or three tactile ways we actually get to see that forgiveness. How can you trust that forgiveness? One, you hear it. You hear it in God's word. You hear it in scriptures, and you hear it on a Sunday morning as I get to speak his words to you. You are forgiven. Again, that's not me. Those are God's words by all that he has done. You get to taste it. And you come up to communion, the Lord's body and blood, promised in the midst of that meal. Jesus' flesh and blood, crucified upon the cross and risen for your good and for your life, and shared with you so that you would be in communion with Him. Communion, togetherness, community, being one with the Lord at His table, at His meal, as He shares His life with you. Forgiveness given and faith strengthened. And then, of course, in the beginning, in baptism, as God works faith in our hearts and through that water connected with his word of promise, forgiven, your life is grounded in forgiveness. All because of what Christ has done. And that shapes us to be a people and a church of forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you please pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your forgiveness in Christ for us. We thank you for the work that you do daily in our lives to speak your forgiveness to us. We pray for hearts that would be courageous enough to forgive those around us without condition. Be with us this day. Increase our faith so that we may continually walk in your word and be your people everywhere you send us, so that all may hear your love and forgiveness. In your son Jesus' name, amen.